It is time for Verbal Tap, the show that proves fighting way easier from outside the cage. Tonight's episode brought to you by North-South Jiu-Jitsu. What's keeping your goodies protected? What's bringing your milkshake to the yard? Go to NorthSouthJiu-Jitsu.com. They've got the grips on the side. Unbelievable under-training garment or, you know, out there and about for you kiddos. are like, you know what? I'm just going to show the stretch pants. Either way, NorthSouthJiu-Jitsu.com. Please enjoy the episode. Knowing that little Montana factoid and uh, <laughs> beaming with confidence now, Raph. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's one of those weeks that we start to look at it and we say, is this another UFC pay-per-view? We had some time off. We were enjoying ourselves. And Kevin and I kept thinking, did we forget to do an over-under Kevin on this particular pay-per-view? The answer is no. It was like we, we were having are on our nightmares. Shit. We just kept being like, oh, I, did we forget to cover? Oh, no. Did we forget that no, one? We're good. We're good. Kevin literally messaged me and like when he said it, he said it in a way that was trying to tell me, Raph, did we miss this one? And I said, no, I think we're good. So anyway, here's the thing. Whenever you do one of these things, you have to call. You have to get different types of people all the time. So when I was visiting Arizona last week, there was a moment when uh, Tony from uh, Happy Rolling BJJ was telling me that there's a guy who runs a page called No Jitsu. And it, it's popular. It, it does very well. But he says that this guy that we both know has a particular way he likes his name to be said. And I said, that sounds stupid. And he goes, yeah, well, how would you read his name? And I said, I would read it Keon Gallagher. And he goes, no, 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 no. He's Ki-Yen Gallagher. And I go, what is that? What in the name of Ka'el is Ki-Yen? Is he an alien from a different country? So this intrigued me to bring him on. So ladies and gentlemen, why don't we go and welcome the fourth best memer to rock a singlet in the jiu-jitsu community, our good friend, Kian Gallagher. Kian, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing pretty well, thank you. I uh, hope to, uh, by the end of this podcast, at least bump myself up to the third best memer in a singlet. <laughs> That's probably not going to happen. And, uh, you know, you've, you've actually, when you go down the ranks, you get really angry. And it's way more fun for me when people get angry because I go, oh, this affects them. That's I like great. his gusto, though. I like that he came on this podcast with goals, Raph. You just got to admire. To be fair, Kev, he did send me a photo of him like in a singlet being like, see, look how I look. And I go, yeah, I don't know that he gets how this works, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I imagine. um... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to ask, you know, tell us all about you because the thing is, you're now starting to put your face out there. There was one very, very familiar day in my recollection where you were like, oh, by the way, Raph, big fan. Oh, no. Moderator reveal. I'm this guy. And I said, well, that's good. I kind of figured it was you who was running that account. But you run no jitsu. So tell us a little bit about how you, you came to running that and uh, why you, you are in the world of jiu-jitsu memory. Yeah, so um, I started getting into memes i wasn't really too much into like originalized like i funny or anything like that i just ended up following a lot of pages on facebook and actually um i started when i got into jiu-jitsu um i started following um some of the big ones like because drew with because jitsu and one in particular that i actually liked a lot was bro jitsu and i did the thing that now i find that a lot of people start doing and they think you know that's not how it works and it's not actually how it works um is I would send them uh, memes that I would make, 
and say, Hey, you know, you can post this if you want. And, um, you know, they all, everyone that actually makes content rolls their eyes and say, Oh yeah, no, it's great. Um, and then they, you know, never think about it again. I just got to thinking that, well, maybe, you know, I could do this. And so I just started doing it kind of just leisurely at first. And by probably four months in, I actually started to gain some traction into it. And I just kind of got enveloped into it as I uh, continued training. And from then on, it kind of just took on a life of its own, more or less. So the one thing I've always wanted to ask you is, why no jitsu? Because I famously, as a gag, and I still haven't used this, and Kevin knows that I'm committed to gags, I once purchased nograppling.com because I thought it would be funny as a redirect from flow grappling. I said, nah, I should get nograppling.com, and I own that. And I still haven't figured out what I'm going to do with it. I, I thought what I should do is take flow grappling headlines and uh, turn them into kind of onion article kind of things. And I was like, that sounds like a lot of work, me. Ugh. I thought we should get heavy flow grappling. Ref vetoed it <laughs> fast and hard. I, it was a good learning lesson. So did the verbal tap lawyers. A... How'd you name it? Um, so essentially, uh, I came up with just the idea with uh, one of my instructors that uh, it was more the idea of like, like lacking skill while also realizing you have like much to learn. So it started out as like a deeper concept. And then I just eventually on its own just became more into comedic con like uh, content. Um, and I still haven't feel figured out like a direction of like why I haven't gone that way, but I've, I've been getting more into like um, kind of like a style of like meta memes, you know, like it being kind of funny, but it also kind of exposes and kind of makes you cringe because it can be uncomfortable sometimes. Um, but that's that's where I'm kind of like balancing between right now is you know making them something that's a little bit deeper, but then also kind of gets a, a point across that will give you a laugh. Interesting. I, I like the amount of times you referred to your own page as deep and its beginnings. So we're off to a, a heavy start there. Kev, do you have questions for him? Because here's the thing: I brought him on for you as a gift, and I don't know how you're going to respond to this gift. Where are you at right now? I'm a little curious about, first of all, it's N-O underscore Jitsu, right, on Instagram? Mm -hmm. Okay, it says life yeah. is weird, Jiu-Jitsu is even weirder, making life seem a little more normal. And underneath it, Rap, he has 2018 meme awards, most relatable yes. meme, most best video meme. Hold on, Kev. This this should be really something that we should clear up. So at one point, the same group of people who mock, say, award shows for being too self-indulgent decided that they were going to get together and give out awards to each other for excellence in jiu-jitsu memes. So this, first of all, was the Jiu-Jitsu Meme Academy Awards, and obviously not as a meme maker or an actor in any... Uh, serious memes this year and i also wasn't on any of the lighting crews though i did try to do sound effects for that short meme documentary Absolutely. i just didn't know about it and you two and no jitsu took home two of 2018's most prestigious awards entirely yes perfect <laughs> it was ran through um leg locker um it became like a joke at first and uh it was um, one of, I believe it was because Jitsu had a, a fan send him the idea 
and we all kind of, you know, thought about it, you know, how kind of a joke. And then it kind of brought on a life of its own. And uh, we ended up having a leg locker run the uh, meme awards for us. And then, had other, you know, invited other accounts. It became a pretty big headache because um, there was about like five of us that were trying to collect content while also bring in our own content and then give it to Leg Locker and then try to make it as, you know, as third party as possible um, and then you know, have people the, vote via Leg Locker. For the sanctity of the award, of course. Um, Kev, here's what happened. I got a couple of people who asked, they're like, are you submitting to this? And I said, absolutely not. And the thing is, is I was just like, let the children go for their awards. Why, why should we try to overcomplicate things? But for me, I just laughed because I knew it started as a joke. So when I saw it, I go, oh, okay, that's good. As long as they don't start actively trying to campaign to win. Oh, they're all saying, please vote for me. All right. Well, I'm going to let these nerds do their thing and then I'm going to make fun of each one of them individually. So I'm glad that we could bring you on because I, I felt like congratulations. The ones that you won for are good. Uh, but I also want to give you the opportunity. Did you ever get to make a speech or do anything for that? Uh, no, we didn't. Um, I think someone um, made like a digital award actually for each event and put the, uh, the accounts uh, name on it. Do you, I don't recall who that was. Do you know specifically which of your memes was voted most relatable meme? Um, it was the one of, I have one of, um, yeah, it was the picture of Daniel Radcliffe riding a motor scooter. And the top part of it said in the animal kingdom and uh, something along the lines of, you know, the biggest, strongest person or the biggest, strongest animal uh you know wins all the resources or whatever and then the bottom part of that said jiu-jitsu people be like and so you saw the picture of daniel radcliffe riding the motor scooter um is uh um his, uh, it's a resounding uh, yes yeah no uh, hold <laughs> hey, keon just double checking it sounds like you're going a little bit out of service right now so i'm going to give you a second to compose yourself uh, either that or you have somebody calling with a really sweet ringtone from 1998. Yeah, there we go. I fixed it. It was uh, another caller. Oh, okay. No problem. They're not more important than us. So stay on, on task here. I don't want to wait for our so, to be over. I guess the weird part to me, though, is this. Did you want to make a speech? Because you're welcome to make a speech on our show. Please. <laughs> you know, I think I didn't have anything prepared and I didn't really think about it at all. Um but I would like to uh, thank Roth for uh, giving me the title of only fourth best memer in a singlet. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's something to be really proud of, I guess. I mean, sure. Com- competitive category this year. I'm just going to say that. Yeah, it, it, I've heard it's a pretty competitive category. So, I mean, being in at four, I mean, that's, that's still pretty close towards the top. So I bet I could have some improvement in through 2019. The singlet's back. That's what we've learned. It is back. And I think that um, uh, jiu-jitsu people, any grappler in general, and wrestlers have no idea the uh, old-style singlets that, we, that we, have to, we used to have to use. And so I think they're really lucky that they have all the cool prints now to make them look cool. 
I mean, yeah. The, the nice part is we were able to help out our good friend, uh, Pots BJJ. He at one point <laughs> said, yo, I'm looking for somebody to help out with some singlets. And uh, we got him in touch with KO Sports Gear, and they sent him one. And I was wondering which one he was going to wear, because I particularly love this fucking Team America uh, singlet that they had. And when we got in touch with KO Sports Gear, I was like, you know, I really don't need this, but I have to have this singlet. And when they sent that to me, I go, well, now i got to find things to do with it. And uh, without fail, anytime there's a pro-America day, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm wearing this shit. That's great. Having said that, though, Potts, do you know which one he picked, uh, Kev, when he was competing at the Rise Invitational a couple weeks ago? Uh, which one? Killer Clown. Yes, I own that one, and I haven't gotten my jiu-jitsu back to where I feel like I could wear it confidently without getting Fair. hurt by other people. <laughs> but as soon as I get past a six, I'll wear that thing proudly to a no-gi day. Now, I thought Kian, you like, were also mentioning having a... Oh, go ahead, man. Oh, I was going to say, um, I had uh, the last custom singlet I have. I just have the ones that um, I had through uh, college and high school that are just pretty basic. But I had the uh, custom, like, Irish flag-looking one. Custom? Was, yeah, it was like a... Um, did, did they measure one you? Of the first yes, they did. Um, they measured me from, like, my head to my toe, and then from there they threw those out and... Uh, started using actual measurements but um they <laughs> no you just use this uh like customize online the different prints oh okay i was there was a part of me that's like i see you going to the tailor and it's that scene from john wick where it's like this one should be particularly <laughs> helpful for the fireman's carry you'll notice it emits a small gas when their shoulder hits and i also presumed if you're getting a custom a custom single is going to require some intimate measurements. That was all I was inquiring about, but it sounds like I misunderstood <laughs> custom meaning the print, which is badass. Yeah. I mean, the inseam would probably be fairly short and, uh, I don't think I'd want anybody. <laughs> so yeah. Kia, here's the thing. You mentioned this and I, you do actually have a pretty solid wrestling background. Do you mind telling us, is that how you started your jujitsu journey? Um, so I started, um, I finished wrestling in uh, college in 2013. And when I came back to Montana, um, I was looking for something to do. And honestly, I really didn't have any idea. Um, and what I was hoping to get into at first was judo. Um, Cause that's the only thing that I had learned about um, through watching the Olympics. Cause it was on, you know, somewhere around the same time as the Olympics for wrestling and freestyle and Greco. But I, um, didn't really understand any of the throws or anything. I never ended up getting into it, but then I had saw a friend who I'd wrestled with back in college in a video where he was doing blast doubles on people and then getting into something I didn't understand, which ended up being just cross chokes. Um, and I thought to myself, well, you know, I could probably do that. And so I messaged him and um, found out, you know, that it was jujitsu. And he warned me saying, you know, be careful because when you, get into it you're going to get addicted to it and he was entirely right um i had a friend that showed me to a place here in town uh, missoula brazilian jiu-jitsu and uh, fitness i took a class there on a no-gi on a thursday and i haven't left since that's amazing so i have to ask this because i'm going to ask you the question and then i have a follow-up for it so 
what division were you in wrestling when you were wrestling in college? I was 157. Okay, but what like are, are there different like um, divisions? Like, is there a D1, D3? What are those things? Oh. What, are, what were you? Yes, I was NAIA. It's the uh, Christian Association. I, I'm making that up. But <laughs> Mid American Nazarene University was in the NAIA. So, to people who are laymans, what does that mean? Because the follow up question is very important when we, we hear this. Yeah, so uh, essentially, um, it is a um, division below um, the D2 ish. There's a lot of people from the NAIA that could easily get into uh, a D1 school. I was not one of those people, but uh, Ben, one of the gentlemen that used to wrestle around the time that I did name Ben Stroh, he wrestled Division One after doing pretty well in the NAIA, and he went on from there and then actually ended up coming back. But um, more or less, it's, an, it's a division below um, D1 and D2. Okay. Why is this so important to everybody? Because so many MMA fighters who are wrestlers are always being like, he was a D2 wrestler. And I always think like, that means nothing to me. But I know it means a lot to them. All I so hear is you... a lot of reps. Even as he right. said NAI, all I could see was him in the weight room cutting to 157 being like, Ugh, I don't, I don't want to <laughs> deal with this stand-up at all. Uh, so, Kian, do you do this as well? Do you also ask, like, where are you from? And, like, wrestlers speak to the people? Yeah, it, it seems to be, like, a cultural thing. Like, people understand it when you, when you tell them. Like, um, if you are D1... I mean, you are, uh, people understand, like, you're a legit wrestler, but if you go Division One, you are, like, the the 1% of the 1%, essentially. Like, you are high-level enough to where it's, it, you're not going to be touched by people below you. Um, D2 is, you are still very good, and maybe your grades weren't there, or you just didn't get the same opportunity, or, you know, recruiters weren't just looking at you. Um, if you got into like NAIA, maybe you were just, um, you, you, you did pretty well, but you weren't, you know, elite enough to get into the higher colleges for whatever reason. Maybe you didn't have a good record or you didn't have like state titles or something like that. Where JVCC and some of the other ones like pickup or, um, like, um, club sports are entirely just, um, people that still want to be competing. Okay, that's good. Now, having said that, is there a division where you bring good snacks or you've got a great personality or I like this guy. He's a, he's a D19 wrestler. He's not great, but you know. Uh totally. Like you could um I bet there's probably like um I mean that could, that essentially could easily be the, like the um there's probably some other good mad at me for saying it, but like the the club sports uh they could they have people that necessarily maybe they were really good, but they just didn't have, they had like terrible grades and maybe they like stacks a lot. Um, yeah. They, you could probably join the, uh, <laughs> the, the club divisions more than likely. This was not based off of me. Make it very clear. Uh, so it's not, it's not a personal question. My, my era of being anywhere near college or high school wrestling is so far beyond now. 
uh, it is it is so there. Kev, do you have any final questions for him before we start to transition? Because I have to give him an opportunity to cross X on you before we get to the insulting part. Yeah. What's your most embarrassing hobby? Everybody's got a, a fun yeah. few hobbies. Do you have one that you just don't enjoy talking about or do you just rock it? Um, I, I mean, I, I do a lot of, uh, I read a lot of history. Um, or, I don't know, but I mean, I do most, most of what I do. I mean, I live in Montana, so we do a lot of like hunting and fishing. Um, but embarrassing hobby. I mean, I used to like to play the ukulele, but other than that, um, that's pretty much it. Way to bury the lead there, because for you being like, I get, I mean, I don't really have anything, but I play the ukulele. That's nothing, right? <laughs> so, Kian, here's the thing. I gave Kevin the opportunity to ask questions about you for ammunition for when you guys aren't friends in a minute. Um, you know, you've listened to our show. You you know certain things about Kevin. But now you get the opportunity to ask him live and direct right now something or some things that may help to shape the way that you mock and insult him during the game of Over Under Kevin. Go right ahead. So, uh, Kevin... You're a Gallagher, right? I'm going to need you to be a Scotch more specific because I'm actually a Phillips, but I do have some a lot of Irish in there, if that's what you're hinting at. Okay. Um, okay, so that'll probably change my question just a little bit. Um, you, do have some, you do have some Irish in you, though, Kev. Okay? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. McCartney so, on the mom's side. Oh, McCartney. Okay. Um, so, any like short-temperedness at all? Just a scotch. I've been known to uh, give a piece of my mind to a few online surveys, <laughs> especially just after a few uh, brewskis, to say the least. Well, hey, when it's ten o'clock in the morning, you gotta take the interview. <laughs> I, I mean, that's late if you ask me. I was thinking more like eight, but. Uh. <laughs> Well, Montana. I think it's a nope. tougher climate. I think this yeah, is good. good a time as any. We'll we'll come back to this in a second, though, Kian, because we have to transition to the game of Over Under Kevin. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you for your patience. We are now going to play the game that we like to call Over Under Kevin. It is a unique game to Verbal Tap and that I host this portion of the show. And we bring on somebody from the world of jiu-jitsu or MMA who we feel will provide a great clash to Kevin in a rousing game of pick'em. Each individual gets 15 seconds to say who they think is going to win. If I so deem it, I will give them 15 seconds in rebuttal time. Gentlemen... Do you understand the rules and that whoever gets the most correct technically wins, but whoever talks the most shit wins in reality? Kev, do you understand the rules? I absolutely understand the rules, especially when going against someone from Wyoming, because it's the first mm. time I've had a um, educational advantage over my part. It's just I'm just That's noticing fair. it. That's it. Kian, do you understand the rules? Yeah, I totally understand the rules, but can you uh, speak a little slower for Kevin, please? I think we might have to go over them just one more time. Slower you know, you would be helpful. I did. <laughs> I have been in Kansas for a few days, so he's not crazy <laughs> off. If we're, if we're just 
conceding some things. It is kind of weird, though, that we really have a battle of two people being like, my education's not great, but it's not as bad as this guy. Hey, we're both used to driving over 70 miles per hour on our highways, so we're good. So let's do this, gentlemen. I have it queued up for 15 seconds on the clock. Uh, Basically, we're going to go ahead and start this right off at the top with a lightweight bout between Callan Potter, strange, and Jalen Turner. Kev, we're going to go ahead and start with you on this one. 15 seconds on the clock, go. Yeah, I didn't hear anything after Pot. I know you said the rest of his name, but I was busy thinking that blue dream I bought at Buddy Boy is really... Stoking up. I'm going to go with Callan Potter because it's a strong Irish name. Okay. All right. We're going with Potter there. Uh, Who do you have in this one, Kian? You know, I think I'm going to go with Potter because he's probably going to turn this around, and I will be cheering at the end of this when he um, wins. So you're also going for Potter on this one? Oh, you said Turner, right? Uh, Turner is the other opponent, yes. I just wasn't sure if you said Turner or Potter. Oh, yeah. Yes, Turner, because he's going to be turning this whole thing around. (laughs) Got it, got it, got it. He even hit Bonnie Tyler strategy. Did you not hear the pun alarm go off? Happy (laughs) said There was, it was, uh, anyway. Here's the unfortunate part about this one. I actually know Jalen Turner. I've said this many times on the podcast. He has one of the best fights I've ever seen live against our good friend, Rich Leroy. It was uh, like watching zombies come back to life and fight each other out here. So I know of this gentleman and his real true caliber. I was just giving you guys the opportunity to uh, say something more. Kev, do you like the way he's starting off with a pun? Is that the only form of humor you think he has? I'm a little optimistic because, Mm -hmm. you know, his particular brand is no jitsu and i'm more of a yes and jitsu person rap i bring the improv theatrics to this and i'm excited so now i'm feeling confident (laughs) got you uh what do you have on this well i don't know i mean he went for the easy joke right off the back the the idea of pot when i mean i'm you know i don't find it funny and i think that we need to be more accepting to uh potter here and understand that jalen's probably going to win this bout okay okay very consistent that was a very political well, version i'll try and turn her my opinion on things oh, uh, no. oh, oh just back to those those complex jokes listen every now and then i get a little lonely out there okay so turn the motherfucking <laughs> beat around as we transition to an even different song. It is a featherweight bout between Shane Young and Austin Arnett. Kian, you're going to start this one. Um, let's see. I am probably going to choose Shane Young. The, any reason? Um, you know, uh, I'm a younger kid and his last name's Young. So I'm going to probably have to go with that. Okay. Well, that's airtight logic. Kevin, what do you got for us on this? Give me the double A's with the (laughs) more reach advantage. And when I say more reach, I'm talking four inches. Doesn't sound like a a lot, but it's how you use it. That's what Austin Arnett says. Who's going to be bringing the noise against Shane. We are young. Uh, I see Austin Arnett 17 and five rap is lucky. It's so funny because – go ahead. 
Oh, is that an actual quote from Austin Arnett, or are you just uh, yes? Yep, actual quote yeah. to ESPN reporters: "You can publish it." That was a quote from Austin Arnetti. <laughs> so whatever. Mail right? Yeah, I'm just. I might just be having a little fun. A little yeah, fun okay. with the truth. Uh, I'm, it's uh, a 2018. First fact. of all, hold go. on. Uh, let's go ahead and do this. Point of order for me. I'm going to go ahead and ask this, Kian. Where do you get off trying to find <laughs> out the journalistic integrity of this show? When your name should be pronounced Keon, I ask you that question. Well, I mean, if uh, I learned anything, so I'm a, I, I have a degree in history, and so oh, I, so boring. That, Which part of history? That, Just the whole thing? Uh, yeah, the, the whole thing essentially. And if I've learned anything, it's that it's never black and white, and so me having two pronunciations. Seems pretty appropriate. No, it doesn't. What what historical books were you reading? Let's say when it comes when it comes to the Civil War rap, there was no black or white. It was just good old fashioned gray, and that is a very southern Uh, position for a northwesterner. That's all I'm going to say over here in uh, Switzerland land. Well, I mean, these are just picture books, by the way. They're not okay. Well, I'm yeah. so glad that that's a that's a way that you can graduate from a college. We still haven't heard which college that you went to, and probably for the benefit of that college, we won't say what it is. So, Kev, instead, we're going to continue on. Gracie University you... got his degree in history. <laughs> got his blue belt. He's there. Crushed hey, it. of course, if you read this book right now, you can go ahead and get your blue belt. However, if you want to continue going on, we can go ahead and tell you about the War of 1812 and about 14 different moves. Yeah. It wasn't actually fought in 1812. That's the crazy part. And here's a Rizlock. <laughs> Kev, I'm going to have you continue this one. It is a light heavyweight bout between Jimmy Crute and Sam Alvey, friend of the show. Go. This is easy. When I think about someone with the last name Crute, which sounds like a venereal disease from the early 19th century. I look across the aisle and think, who's smiling at me from the actual podcast? And I go with smiling Sam Alvey. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, Kian, what do you have on this one? You know, I think that you were being pretty uh, crude there, and I'm going to have to go with Jimmy. Oh, God. There has to be. I don't have a pun alarm on this fucking sound machine, do I? I told you. Verbal Time Legal uh, keeps holding up a sign. It's amazing, uh, Ref. You should see it in person. It's just it, like, I don't, you know, I bring on the mean kids, and I think, uh, okay, I'm, I'm going to get through this. I'm going to make it through. Ken, <clears throat> are you capable of jokes that are not puns? You know, I mean, I could try as best as i can um but as of right now it is looking pretty dark you, you might say the puns recruit him <laughs> i've got some jim crew puns here i wrote a few down i mean if anything i mean you could say that i'll be a winner by the end of this hopefully uh, you could, except we'll see what the science says by the end of this, or what the history books will future say that you look through and read. K. Yen, 
you are going to talk to us about this next fight. It's a flyweight bout between Kai Kara France, which is, by the way, if that's a, not a fake name, I don't know what is, versus RuPaulian Bobby. I'm sorry. Eddie? <laughs> 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 People, or are you just making this up? He's definitely making this. If he, if I wasn't was very real, staring at the card, <laughs> but, I would but think. Tell he was me how it you up. pronounce the second name, Kevin. Well, I'll let him pick. Okay, Kaya Kara France or Raleigh and Paiva, who, <laughs> which, by the way, should be RuPaul. I feel that that's where the humor is. RuPaul that's all Paiva. <laughs> Well, Rob, I mean, you said that you enjoy anything American, so you know I can't pick France. Okay. Um, I'm going to have to with Paiva on this one, Paiva on this one. Going with RuPaul, that makes sense. Kevin, what do you got for us on this? Well, first of all, I'm not sure he found America in his choice. <laughs> I get that he found anti-Kaikara France. But as a proud feminist that's into hyphenating one's last names, if one so choose... My lady's name is King. I want to put it in front of my name for King Phillips. People are just going to automatically throw things. It doesn't matter. I'm going with Kai Kara France, where she was born over what looks like um, Rasputin's nephew. I mean, I don't know where Raleigh and Paiva came from, but my dog got Paiva from a kennel situation. wasn't great. Oh, no. I'm sorry about that, Kevin. Thank you. <laughs> this is weird in that. Kai Kara France, you... the next pop star of the United Kingdom, is going to crush it. It really does bug me that France is part of the name. Me too, actually. a little bit. If it was Kai Kara Canada, I'd hate it more. Why is that? Fucking hate Canada. I'm back on hating Canada. Well, hold on. We have a very strong base in Canada that likes us. That's true. I'm trying to come after each of our top five regions yep. every time we see a new region pop up we go well let's ruin that yeah i'm actually going to locations to apologize to the major <laughs> canadian city that listens to us as, as we talk so i'll be right back oh it's toronto uh to the lovely people of toronto sorry <laughs> that's my bad here's the new one uh it's a new bout it's a bantamweight bout between wario luigi bruin versus Jonathan Martinez. Kevin, you start off on this one. 15 seconds. You know how much I love a good Ruben, but that can't be how I make this type of decision. This is serious business. I have got to go with Jonathan Martinez. He's going to make it nine and three. Okay. What do you got for us on, Kian? You know, I think I'm going to have to go with Luigi just because it sounds like um, I would play Smash Brothers. And I'm pretty sure that by the end of this, I'm going to get a uh, turtle and it's going to be uh, out, lights out. Oh, okay. I think that constitutes nerd trash talk. Kev, what say you? I kind of like that he's going with the coolest name fighter on the card. 29-year-old Wooly. Which does sound like the Eastern European version of Luigi, so he might be on to mm-hmm. something. But I get to say Jay Martinez, so I'm I'm winning. Fair enough. It's Guys. a Walihi. <laughs> <laughs> it's a me. Uh sorry. Uh there's also one impression I'm supposed to do, Kevin. And I sent you this and I actually talked 
with Potts about this because Potts did put it out there that the person who should play uh, Gordon Ryan in a film should be Nicolas Cage. Should be Nicolas Cage. Oh. So I thought for funsies, I would actually read one of the last things that Gordon has said online in Nicolas Cage voice. Agreed. I second Just that. so that you can uh, get an idea for it. Uh, is this something that you would like to hear, Kian? Um, I believe this is um, would be one of the best days of my life if you did a, a, a solid Nick Cage impression. <clears throat> sure. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and pick... Let's see here. The important thing is always picking out something that really got Gordon, uh, that really shows his personality. Because he really does spend a lot of time writing about how the haters don't know certain things, or the peasants, if you would. So I'm uh, very quickly looking up. Kev, do you have any notes before I go to my Nick Cage impression of Gordon? Yeah, I need you to imagine you don't have that powerful head of hair you've been blessed with by your father. He's just just an amazing hair gentleman. And I presume your mother's father, where we all get it from. So compliments to her, compliments to him. But you're going to need to imagine, Raph, it's power alleying, receding, and okay. you owe some taxes. Go. All right, here we go. I believe being a bouncer taught John more about grappling than competition would have ever have. See, when you're in a real fight, and then the 1980s or 90s NYC, you actually have to break people's arms, okay, at times. Why do you think our submissions are so good, okay? They, they just are. That's what they want. Uh, do you want me to continue? I, I got a little bit more. I don't hate this as one. much as I thought. Originally, I was like terrible casting, but now I'm like, hey, this isn't kind of fun. Me, uh, Ken, are you? Do you want a little bit more? I can I can squeeze out a little more of the impression here. You know, I think you 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 had me thinking that you were going to ask me for where your Mary Janes are. So I think you're doing a pretty good job, but I would definitely love to hear some more. Here we go. You know how hard it is to actually break someone's arm to the point where they can't use it. It's not easy, okay? And that's why mechanics actually have to be perfected. In teaching or training so that you can break someone if need be. Nicholas Cage as Gordon Ryan in the Virgin Ryan. It sounds a lot like he should be in a few good men. <laughs> and I don't I enjoy he would crush Sorkin. Uh, you know, I I don't mean this negatively against Gordon Ryan, but Nick Cage might be too interesting in his vocal patterns. Yeah, that's fair. Well, because here's the the difference. The real Gordon Ryan impression is this. Well, of course, what you guys don't um, understand is that John John has been basically teaching us for years how to break people's arms. And I mean, you guys are haters and you're idiots, but fuck you guys. So yeah, whatever. That that's Gordon speak. So to have Nick Cage try to emulate that is so difficult for him that I think Nick Cage would go, "I don't think you get what I'm into, man." I just overact. It's what I'm good at. So it's like check me out. Who on would you ne- have? 
on under jitsu a new <laughs> a new website coming let's pick up where so we we'll, left we'll, off oh go ahead what actor would you choose to have him uh or what actor would you have play him you know i feel like ed norton actually could do a pretty good gordon ryan hmm. yeah that's... because gordon uh i think it's in ed norton's vocal cadence and uh, he's been known to bulk up before, and he still could look, you know, young enough with some good CGI to pull off some of the Gordon stuff. The steroid stuff, um, I mean, it would be hard to do. But here's the good news: he's played the Hulk before, so he's not averse to motion capture. I'm going with Channing Tatum. Hard, easy for me. We need someone with limited acting abilities, and is just going to look ripped. Do you have a choice on this one, Ken? You know, I think Channing Tatum would probably be a good option. Hey, uh, I win that round, Raph. Oh. Put down Channing Tatum for me. That's one. I literally just poured my heart into a Nick Cage impression. <laughs> I think that I should get the final stay as the real performer on this show. Thank you. Oh. That's all the things I get. All right, Kian, let's do this. You guys, let's pick up where we left off. On this one, I'm putting 30 seconds on the clock because I want to hear who you guys think is going to win in a middleweight bout between Israel. Uh-oh. I thought we were against Israel. Uh, Adesanya versus Anderson Silva. Kev, or I'm sorry, Kian, start us off. You know, this one, it's... <laughs> I'm conflicted because I think that um, Israel is probably... He looks almost like a little bit better version of what Anderson was around his age. Well, I guess he's 30, but um, I think I'm going to go ahead and choose Anderson just for the um, the fact that he is a little bit more of a veteran than uh, Israel is. Kevin? Huh, that's easy. You're taking Silva? I mean, are you a fan of the free day at the museums? Like, do you eat dinner before 4 o'clock? Israel Adesanya is my choice because I don't need to go to the Village Inn for the early bird special. These are all old jokes, and please don't tell Anderson Silva I said them. I am going with Adesanya because, you know, steroid-free is not the way to be in the Silva camp, not at this age. I think he should be able to. That's not a political stance, I'm just saying. There's an interesting thing here in that I feel like my Anderson Silva years ago, when he would say, it's normal. Um, we did preview a little bit of like Mario and Luigi earlier in there. And I realized if you try to do an impression of Anderson Silva and then try to do one of Mario immediately following it, they will sound exactly the same. Uh, like. Yeah. We Manara. Because <laughs> think know. about it, it's him being like, "Oh no, it's normal. It's okay." <laughs> and then ask me like, "Hey, Mario, how are you doing?" It's a me. It's a Mario. It's normal. It's okay. <laughs> Almost one hundred percent. I'm pro Israel, so here we are. <laughs> That's fair. Well, let's keep going down this one. Um, Kev, I want you to keep this party going. It is a bantamweight match, and the people involved are Terudo Ishihara and Kyung Ho Kang. Go. 
So this is difficult because anytime someone has the, the word ho in their name, especially Kang Young Ho, I kind of feel like I have to do it even though I'm going against Ishihara. I'm going with the Liu Kang Kang Yao. I love it. Put that hoe in the ground. You know what I mean? Okay. Okay. That that sounds vicious. Uh, what do you have for us, Kian? You know, I think I am going to go with um, Teruto on this one because I think uh, he is going to be winning this bout. Um, and it had nothing to do with the fact that I could make a pun out of his name. What would the pun have been? Oh, I said it, it's Ishii. Um, Ishii is going to be winning. I know. I just like making people explain it. I it's did. way funnier when you get the opportunity. So <laughs> to his Kansas joke and your spite <laughs> was helpful for me when he said it slower. Fair enough. All right. Let us move to the next fight. Uh, Kian, you start off on this one. It's a bantamweight fight between Ronnie Yaha. And friend of the show, Ricky Simon. Go. You know, I think I'm, I think I'm going to have to go with Ricky Simon on this one. Um, it's really going to make me sigh when uh, you see that I've been correct on this one, um, and Ronnie takes the L. Okay. Yeah. What do you got on that? I'm waiting past that one to hit that with. Hey, Ricky, you're so fine. You're so fine. You blow my mind. Hey, Ricky. Hey, Ricky. Hey, I don't know if that counts as a pun, but I'm in on the Ricky Simon. I'm happy to go haul hands in with the podcast on this one, gentlemen. We are universal Ricky Simon. That's the most I've sang on the podcast in a while, Ralph. Really? Honestly, it is. So that's how much effort I put in production wise. Like I drove nine hours from Kansas. I don't care. I'm ready to sing some old school hits. You do usually leave the singing to me. Uh, unless it's like a very, very upbeat white person song or Africa, which is essentially that. I, have you had a competition, singing competition on the show? It's not really a singing competition. We we work in harmony. Kevin's more the drummer, and I'm more the lead vocalist. So it's just it's the way it is, you know. So you're the better singer, though. Um, I'm more seasoned. Yeah, you're the I wouldn't singer. say better. He's a better singer. What? Who's the better singer at no jitsu? While we're digging into it, Kian, while you're asking us the <laughs> tough questions. I got uh, probably Keon is probably the better singer out of the two. Uh, uh, okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, he's the real, uh, you know, Sasha Fierce of the group. Um, let's say this. Let's go to our next fight. And it, Kev, you're going to lead us off on this one. It is Montana De La Rosa versus Nadia Casey Kasem. Yeah. Well, normally. I, I love it when people are named after states. I think it's a great indicator. But while I'm on the phone with someone from Wyoming, I think he said, I can't vote for someone named Montana. They're the same state with more confusing laws and fewer people. I got to go with Nadia Kassem, and she's going to go 6-0. and All right. Uh, Kian... And this is the moment I reveal when I was figuring out who I was going to bring on the podcast. 
I saw that one fighter was named Montana, and I said, well, I guess this is as good a time as any to bring him on. Who do you have? You know, I think I'm going to have to choose um, uh, my girl that, uh, just like my city is known as the Garden City, I think I'm going to have to go with Montana De La Rosa. Surprising. Why do you have to go for her again? Um, probably because uh, my hometown in Montana is known as the Garden City, and De La Rosa is just a rose, and uh, it had nothing to do with the fact that it's Montana, just a town. Well, that's important to know. Uh, Kian, you're going to continue this going on as we proceed to the lightweight category between Devontae Smith and Dong Hyun Ma? Mm-hmm. You know, I think I am going to have to choose. Uh, can you say the? the I want to get it right. <coughs> Dung Hume Mao. Nope, Ma. Ma. Uh, I think I think I'm going to have to go with him. Yeah. Um, uh, um, other than the fact that his name starts with Dung, which uh, automatically makes me think of Dung Beetles, but uh, yeah. I think uh, I think I'm going to have to go through with him. Okay, okay. Kev, what do you got on this one? This is difficult because, of course, I want to hear Bruce Buffer yell dong. Of course I do. I'm not an animal. I think I want to hear it. But I have to go with the guy with the six-inch reach advantage, which is a normal reach advantage. I'll remind people, if not above average. And I'll choose Devontae Smith. Well, good. Okay. Guys, I think we are in an excellent place of where we're going here. Because, Kev, you're going to keep this party going. Lightweight bout. Lando Carizian Venata versus Marcos Rosa. Another Rosa. Kev, who do you got on this one? And Lando's Caribbean. That's the guy from the Game of Thrones thing, right? Nope. No? No. Not the guy from the Lando. Okay. Um. Well, then I'll just go with Lando's Caribbean. Is that an option? <laughs> Says name? Hey, Sure. Uh, who do you have on this one, Kia Yen? That wasn't even close. <laughs> um, let's go. I think I'm going to go and I'm going to try and land and I'll do, uh, I'll land on a Lando here. You would. So we're both Lando <laughs> Venata. That's where we're. <laughs> uh, Denata, of course. All right. Let's go to this next thing that we're doing. I think we made it all the way through the card. This is the point when I should have told you, but I forgot to. There's usually a bet or a wager. You've heard the show, so you know that there's something that happens here, uh, Kian. So, Kev, can you give him some examples of some bets that you have won in the past? A social media post that was supposed to be admitting candy corn was the greatest candy on earth. Keith Recorian took it a slightly different direction. I just had to do a live commercial feed for our friend's fitness podcast. Because he whipped my ass in the last card. Um, there's been an exchanging of t-shirts, which is always fun. But you generally arts and crafts, except of the creative type. Okay. So, Ken, without saying what it is, if you do have one in mind, do you have a wager in mind for Kevin? Um, I, yes, I think so. Okay, we'll come back to it after this fight. We've made it all the way through the card. We are now at the final, final, 
final boss. And it is a middleweight bout between Robert Forrest Whitaker and Kelvin should be Kevin Gastelum. I believe on this one, it is our good friend Kian who will be starting it off. Kian, I've got 30 seconds on the clock. Who's winning this and why? You know, I think the uh, you could admit that at least some of the puns have been witty this whole time. And I think I'm going to have to go with uh, my boy, Robert Whitaker. Okay. I don't have to admit dick. Kev, what do you got for us? Yes. It's a little thing called Tough 17, Raph. I'm just a fan of the alumni of that show. I'm with them thick and thin mm. until we all retire. Yeah. 15-3 and three with only one no contest. Kelvin Gastelum, my tough alumni brother, will win the main card of the UFC 234. You can take that to the Kelvin okay. Gastelum bank. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't know that he has a bank in particular, but that is good to know. All right. So here we are. It's been pretty good guessing between the both of you. You've only guessed together on a couple of them. But I have to ask in the event that we have a tiebreaker that we get some tiebreakers. So, Kev, can you tell us who the fight of the night and the two performances of the night will be? Yeah, you're looking for a P-O-F-P-O-F-F-O-N. Just if we're just using some shorthand. Well, Well, this is easy. The fight of the night is going to Gastelum uh, Whitaker, because what we haven't talked about is how shitty this fight card is. (laughs) This is not a good fight card. We are in a deep sense of confusion about where we are with the ESPN post world. Then I'm going to give it one performance of the night to Sam Alvey. That's a podcast shout out. And of course, Adesanya. Because he's about to knock out a legend and send him into the retirement home. Those are my POFPO. Adesanya, Sam, and Gaslam Whitaker. Okay, Kian, what do you have for us on the fight of the night and two performances of the night? Uh, so I think the fight of the night is going to be between Robert Whitaker and Kevin Gaslam. Mm. And I, my uh, uh, performance of the night is going to be Anderson's Spider Silver when he knocks out the last dial bender. And I'm going to go with um, Ricky Simon. Interesting. Or no. So I'm sorry. Simon for performance of the night. Who else? And Anderson and Silva. I love it. First of all, thank you for going just ping-ponging my Adesanya pick. And what was the I fight just of the like, night? And the fight of the night is Whitaker Gastelum. So you guys okay. agree on that. So scratch that. We're fine, I just then. appreciate the fact that... You guys were doubling down on your picks for the co-main event. I think that's exciting. This is also... Uh, winner gets control over the name No Jitsu. <laughs> 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 it gets to rebrand the whole thing. Um, well, let's go ahead and say what it is. Then, Keon, we always defer to the guest on the bet. So do you have a wager in mind? If so, what is it? Um, I think that he, he should have to make a extensive post on why Wyoming is the best state in the union. Uh, uh, I'm going to have to do some research if I'm even going to attempt to fake that. I don't like it, so I think that's a good sign. Raph, yeah. 
I accept and counter with, I want him to explain why Colorado is the best state, specifically just because it has our podcast. Mm, you know, I think I'm if just. I think that works. Via meme, your language for you young people. I accept. We have a Pirates Accord, Raph. <laughs> that we do. Well, let's do this. Let's go ahead and signpost this. One of the things that we like to do on the show is uh, we like to always invite you to come back next week to talk about the fights. Would you like to come back on the show next, Kian? Yeah, I would love to. Okay, that's good. We will bring you back on next week. We'll schedule that off air. But uh, for the children and the kids who want to see all of your memory, where do they need to go? Google pessimismjujitsu.com. You'll find the whole series. No, don't listen to me. You go. They can find uh, me at uh, no jitsu, so no underscore jitsu on Instagram. And... Um, I'm a little bit on Facebook. I haven't been posting much there and I'm trying to get uh, Twitter running as well. But as of right now, that's on Instagram. There's just no underscore jitsu. Listen, Kian, you're a blast. We're glad that we were finally able to bring you on the show. And in no way does it have anything to do with, yes, there was just one fighter named Montana. And I said, the kid's from Montana. Let's bring him on. You know, I think that's going to, that's, I mean, if anything, that's, you know, it's a, a sign of the times. Yes. 100% Prince sign of the times album. Ladies and gentlemen, our good friend, Ken Gallagher. Please note, the new number is...